Welcome to Beholder's Eye, a 5th edition actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast. Thank you for joining us. My name is Alex, and I'll be your host and Dungeon Master. Joining me, as always, is... Magnar Skullgrim, Goliath Sorcerer. Hobonite, Fire Gensai, Dragon Sorcerer. Margraine Silverbeard, Dwarf Paladin. So, last week, we engaged in a little bit of mild torturing of a person we captured from the last fight. Mar uh, Magna got bewitched, of which that lady then escaped during the night and killed the person we were captive. Mild torturing, but yeah, same thing. We then got continued our travels. In our travels, we got ambushed. Uh, Father Belevin got split up from us. Uh, as we... We've tamed the last guy. He got an arrow through the head from some red demons, and that is where we left off. All right, so, Magnar, you see that final uh, soul green soldier get that arrow through his head. He falls to the ground, not even screaming as the life's taken from him. You turn over your shoulder, and you see four of those demon soldiers that you encountered in that old temple coming towards you, their bows drawn, and it is your turn. Uh, how close are they? They're going to be about 30 feet away. Okay, so I can get up to them. Yep, I'm just going to charge and swing at one. Uh, I think I'm still raging from last time, so... Yes. If not, I'll just rage again. I got an extra one this time. All right. Um, Witch Bolt. Uh, 23 to hit. All right. So you swing your, your war hammer, and it definitely connects. What's your damage? Uh, um, so nine damage, but then Divine Fury emits from me. So, 16 damage. All right, so that purple force, once again, emits from the Warhammer, encompasses the soldier, and it screams, going to the ground, dead. Oh. All right. Coming from the forest around you guys, coming through the very heavy snow that's starting to fall, and it's mixing with a little rain, becoming this, this freezing sleet, you hear the forest starting to crash heavy, heavy footsteps, and you hear a couple of screams from all around you. It looks like the red skin of these soldiers, these creatures are standing a couple of feet taller than you are, Magnar, so about 10 feet tall. They're very large. Their skin is completely red. It looks like it's um, also kind of armored in and of itself, very tough. They're carrying some very ornate, but uh, of a make you haven't seen before, kind of maces that are, are jeweled, but with, uh, they're jeweled, but also carry some kind of uh, like spikes in them, as well as broken glass jutting all around the outside. And they are coming on the other side. Uh, so actually from the other side of the forest, they're coming out toward where you are at this point, Hibonite. And one comes in screaming and swinging this mace at you. There's a 25 hit. Just about. All right, take 15 points of bludgeoning damage. I'm down. I'm down. This isn't going well. All right, the other one comes charging in and swings its club at you, Margraine. 17. Nope. All right, he swings and misses. And now it is actually the soldiers who came up next to, or you ran into the fray with, Magnar, they are going to attack you. So these ones aren't 10 foot. These ones are normal size? Yeah, the ones that you attacked are just like the ones that you fought before. Oh, okay. All right. It swings at you and misses. 
The one next to him also drops his bow, pulls out his longsword, swings. 15? Nope. All right. And then the third one rushes over and swings. 21. Yep. All right. Takes seven points of slashing damage. All right. And Hymenite, give me a death save. Okay. Uh, that will be uh, a fail. Oh, we're getting off to a great start today. <laughs> oh God, this is not good, guys. Oh, man. From the forest, coming actually down the path, you hear some cries and, and yells, and you realize it's a language that you've heard before. Once again, it's the language of that shaman wizard type who was about to sacrifice the gnome when you guys stopped him in the temple. And you see another person, once again, wearing those kind of robes, coming down the path. His hands are raised, and it's like he's chanting some kind of incantation. Um, that is his turn, though. Margraine, your turn. Okay. Um, about how close am I to Hibonite on the ground? Uh, you and Hibonite were like right next to each other. Okay. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna reach out. Um, I'm gonna put my hands on him and use uh, my 15 points of lay on hands to bring him back. And then for my bonus action, I am going to cast Sanctuary on him. Um, okay. So how does Sanctuary Sanctuary work? So so Sanctuary, uh, I cast it on him. Uh, anything that wants to attack him needs to make a uh, DC 13 uh, wisdom save. Yeah, wisdom, wisdom save. save. If they fail, they can attack anything else except him. And it drops if he attacks anybody. Okay. All right. Yeah. Great. So so you're back up and you're safe. <laughs> Get yourself oh, again. Okay. I'm, and that's me. Okay. Great. All right. So we go back around top. Magnar. All right. Um, so I got three guys still on me. Yep. I'm engaged with um what is blevin doing is he down um <laughs> did you forget about him I, no <laughs> <laughs> well this is going great uh, i mean me going down is not really not par for the course at all <laughs> yeah that's pretty normal so yeah but not on the first hit <laughs> well that was like even if i was at full hit points that would take off uh three-fifths of my health that, that's not technically the first hit. We'd been fighting for a considerable amount of people before this. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you guys, this is combat to combat. Yeah, thanks, Alex. It's almost like my job to put a bunch of problems in front of you. Okay, <laughs> so uh, Blevin will stand up and cast a spell at one of the giant creatures that just took down Hibonite. Okay, so uh, he casts a spell, and there's a loud crack in the air. Um, it's, it's thunderous. Well, literally sounds like thunder. And suddenly that creature starts yelling in pain. And nice. that is Blevin's turn. It is now your turn, Magnar. All right, I'll attack another one okay. that's next to me. Uh, true strike. Uh, 18 to hit. 18 hits. All right, so seven damage plus... Another seven damage from my Divine Fury. All right. Well, Ulfur is blessing you today. You take your hammer, smash it into his face. His nose comes out the back of his head. All right. It is now the last person. <laughs> um, it is the last soldier's turn to attack. Or, nope, I was wrong. It's actually the big big guy's turn. So one is going to swing at Hibonite again. Fifteen? Uh, that'll make his say. He has to do that wisdom save before you hit me. Oh, that's right. Okay. And the wisdom target on that is what? 13. Okay. So he fails that, and that means he has to... Uh, he can choose to attack something else. Well, he's going <laughs> to choose to attack the other little thing right next to him. 
but a 15 we know misses, so he swings yep. and fails that. Um, the second guy who attacked you the first time will attack you again. Okay. And a 12, I'm assuming misses. <laughs> yep. Okay. Oh, he swings, good. and it doesn't even come close to your armor. All right. Now we are going to the soldiers who are next to you, Magnar. Um, he takes his longsword and swings. Does a 16 hit? Nope. He swings again and misses wildly. Obviously distraught by seeing his two compatriots killed. Hibonite, it's your turn. Um, it's just the one big guy in front of me, isn't it? Well, there's one directly in front of you, and then there's one basically right next to him. So either one's going to be within your, your uh, range. Is, is there anything in the ten feet behind me? No, not that you see. Okay, that, that's fine. I'm going to thunder wave at second level. So that's a DC 14. And that's a con save? Uh, yes, constitution save. If they fail, they take half damage. And they get they don't get pushed back if they both if they if they fail they get pushed back and take full damage if they pass they don't get pushed and take half damage and that's fourteen so right and I rolled a thirteen uh, so fifteen oh, you're next to me Sam you want me hit yeah you wouldn't be hit Sam you're you're next to him oh okay you're shoulder to shoulder next to him so essentially okay. I mean he's Got casting it. this from the ground but yeah you're fine okay cool it's fifteen damage in total okay they both fail so they get pushed uh, ten feet away and they. Take 15 damage. Okay. And I will then get up. There we go. Okay. All right. The shaman then starts speaking his mystical, magical language. Is it abyss? In abyssal. And you know he's just casting a spell, calling upon Murat Hall for power. And a bolt of fire goes flying past your head, Hibonite. Um, and in between you and Margraine. And that's Ooh. its turn. I wonder if this guy has a book in his chest as well. <laughs> well, let's find out. It would be nice for my collection. All right. It is your turn, Margraine. Okay. Uh, so whichever guy is closest to me. Uh, well, the big guy is close to me, right? Yeah. I'm I'm going to swing at him with my Warhammer. Do it. Well, he'll be 10 feet away from you. Does a 14 hit him? Oh, yeah. Do, or, so are you running up to him? Yeah, I'm, I'm running up. Okay. Yeah, a 14 hits him. Okay. For Good. 11 bludgeoning damage. Nice. Okay. So that guy takes the blow in stride, but he's still up. It definitely hurt him, but he's still standing. Um, yeah, and that's me. There's nothing else I can do. Okay. So then we go to Mr. Blevin. And so Blevin runs up to the shaman with his mace, swings, and brings it down on him. The shaman... Yells out in pain, but is clearly not that hurt. So, it is now your turn, Magnar. You've got one person standing in front of you. All right. So, here we go. True strike. 24 to hit. Oh, yeah. So, 12 damage there, and then purple power. Another two. 14 damage total. Okay. Uh, so, you bring your Warhammer down on him, and with the fury from Ulfur, it encompasses it in that purple magic again, and it slices through the soldier like it's made of butter. You cut him from tip to tail, and he goes down. All right. So, now I'll use whatever movement I can to get to the, uh, the giants, the giant ones, the large demon, 10 feet ones. Okay. You can uh, get about halfway there. You'll be able to make it there your next turn. Okay. Oh, well, how, how close is the shaman? Actually? Oh, the shaman's in between, so you can... Blevin's already oh. on top of him hitting him, but you can hit him again. Okay, well, I, I can't hit again. I I don't have two attacks yet. Oh, but, that's right. Okay. Um, but I, I'll, I'll get it close to the shaman then. Get right in his face. Good stuff. All right, so now it is your turn, Hibonite. Oh, is it? Are those other guys going already? Oh, they're dead. <laughs> um, 
Uh, how many more can I see? Four, wasn't it? Um, no, you can see the shaman who is uh, right behind you, who just threw the fireball between you and Margraine, and then you've got the two giant guys, um, one on your left, who Magnar, or excuse me, Margraine just engaged with, ran up to and attacked, and the other guy's directly in front of you, and he's ten feet away. That works perfectly. That's just the right number for a um, magic missile. So that'll be um, two of them take seven, one takes five. One of the sevens I want on the shaman. Okay, so. It's uh, seven to the the two giants, and then one, to, uh, and then five to the shaman. Uh, one seven on the shaman, and uh, one seven on one of the giants, and one five on one of the giant, and then the five on the other giant. Okay, I want to get rid of their spellcaster. Smart. Okay, just had to do some math there real quick. All right, cool. So um, yeah, you shoot out the magic missile. All three scream in pain, and then it's the shaman's turn. It's completely surrounded here, and I need. Hold on one second. All right, so how many... He starts to cast a spell at um, Blevin and Magnar, since you guys are both together right in front of him. And so that is... How many hit points do you have? Fifteen. Oh, this isn't sleep, is it? So you go down. You're having a nice little slumber. (laughs) And then uh, uh, the rest is not enough to take down Blevin. Nice. <laughs> hey, it's my first time going down. All right. Hey, nice. way to go. Yeah. Part of the going other down. Other than die. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, other than just straight up dying. Okay. I'm the, I'm the only one who oh, wow. to sleep now. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is your turn, um, Margraine. Okay. Um, what I will do is, yeah, I'm going to continue to to hit the person I'm hitting. Okay. Does an 18 hit? 18 hits. For only six, six bludgeoning. Oh! I rolled a one on my damage. What's up with that? All right, oh. you you swing, you hit him, and it's enough to make him angry. He growls. Anything else you're doing? Nope, that's it. Okay, and then Levin's turn. He's not too happy with just getting almost attacked, and his good buddies being going down right there. Um, so he swings his mace again, and he misses wildly. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. Okay. So that will be his turn. Magnar. I sleep. Oh, that's right. You're asleep. <laughs> Hibonite, your turn. Um, is Magnar near me? Yeah. Um, I mean, you, yeah, he's, he's close enough to you. That's it. Um, you'd be able to reach him this turn, though you would have to go past the, um, the shaman. Well, he's got sanctuary on him, so. Oh, no, that's true. No, I, I, I've attacked, so I won't Oh, did that. you? I did a oh, Thunderwave right. and a Magic Missile, so I don't think I have that anymore. Right. Um, I can probably risk it. Uh, yeah, screw it. I'm risking it. I'm going to run over to Magnar. Okay. Like yeah, I use my action to slap Magnar away. So, yeah, I, I use my turn to wake up Magnar. Okay. All right. Um. So, yeah, give me a... I, I guess for that, give me a medicine check. Uh, it's just a action to wake someone up from sleep, I believe. Is it? Yeah, it says uh, Ally can spend an action. Okay, cool. All right, you wake him up. All Whoa. right. Oh. <laughs> I remember looking up that from when an accident happened recently. <laughs> all right so um seeing that uh you're standing there coming in um he's actually going to swing his longsword this time at blevin and connect for a big hit you see a lot of blood coming out of blevin at this point that's holy shit um that looked like super bad it looks like super bad like blevin's on his last leg he connected with him hardcore and and i can see it yeah, you can see it. Okay, I'm going to use my channel divinity. 
uh, channel okay. divinity, rebuke the violent. Uh, he just takes whatever damage he dealt to Blevin in radiant damage. Oh, wow. Okay. Damn. <laughs> Very nice. Um, all right. So um, you cast that spell, and uh, Saint Allegius shines his divine light, as does Theos. The blood that seemed to be coming out of Blevin. He kills up almost instantaneously as it's happening, and you see the sword actually driving through the shaman's own chest, coming out the back. As he's pushing it into Blevin's chest, it's coming out the back of, or coming out his own back, and he falls down dead. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's awesome. That was awesome, Sam. That's awesome. I love that. Wow. <laughs> Much better than being able to talk to people. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the giant demon soldier swings at Margraine and <laughs> he misses big time, brings his club down right next to you. The ground shakes and um, a, a bunch of dirt pops up. So, you know, it would have been a bad one had it connected. Luckily, it did not. Nice. All right. Now it's your turn, Margraine. Okay. Um, yeah, I will. I will hit him. Okay. That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> oh, 22. I'm assuming that hits. Oh yeah, it does. Okay, for 13 bludgeoning. Oh, you oh, hit him. Nice. Um, you know, it, it, you hit him so hard that it's clear he has internal bleeding. Is he bleeding out his ears, his nose, his mouth? Um, but he is still standing. Awesome. Um, okay. Uh, that's that's me done. Okay, and then. Um, Blevin will run up to join his paladin buddy and swing with his mace, which he's not good with today, and misses. Um, all right, it is your turn, Magnar. All right. Um, let's see. Ah, okay. So there's just one giant guy? Or no, the, two? There's two. There's two. Okay. Uh, whichever one looks the worst hurt, I'm going to attack that one. All right, that's the one that both Margraine and Blevin have ganged up on. Okay. All right, here we go. Witch Bolt! Oh, critical oh, hit. Nice. So that's only uh, 10 damage on that, but plus Divine Fury, another 6, so 16 damage. Okay, and you run up, jump onto the giant's t uh, chest and bring your Warhammer down on top of his head, caving it in, and the body falls down and you just land on top of it, standing <sighs> glorious. All right. Hibonite, your turn. And that leaves just one left. That's one left, yeah, and he screams out in rage, seeing that his companions are all dead. I am going to magic missile him. For all three of them, and that'll be uh, seven points of damage. <laughs> one away from the physically worst. Actually, no. I'm going I'm to spend a sorcery point to reroll that. I'm going to spend a sorcery point to reroll that damage. Okay. <laughs> 12 points of damage, that's good. Okay, and you, in the middle of casting your spell, you realize, eh, it's a little off, so you change up the incantation, the spell fires off, and he explodes, or the, the magic missile explodes into him, he screams and dies. There's exactly 12 points of life left there, so. <laughs> nice. Well, that's good. I think we, we should, so we should make that's done, right? Out. Yeah. That is done. So. Yeah. That's it. Oh, we made it out. Okay. Yeah, you oh guys thought that was going to be a lot worse, didn't you? Oh, yeah. Wow. Hey, it could oh, have been. You do 15 to... points of damage to one guy in the first hit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, if they had connected, <laughs> it would have been bad. Yeah, but they just couldn't. Yeah. 
Okay, so... Oh, man. The rebuke the violent worked out well. Oh, that was awesome. <laughs> that was awesome. That is fantastic. Okay, so uh, you guys are all bloody and, and beaten. You, you've gone through two combats in a very short period of time. Um, the snow was starting to come down very heavily at this point. Like I said, it's, it's mixing with um, rain at this point, kind of becoming... It's not quite freezing rain yet, but it's that nice sleet that just chills you to the bone. Um, it's making all your clothes extremely heavy. It's just incredibly uncomfortable. Um, right. Yeah, Magnar looks fine. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, because he has uh, the mountain-born coldness, Ooh. so um, like coldness doesn't affect him. So I have two heat sources in my hands. So right. Okay, so I'm cold. Levin's chilly as well. Okay, that's that's good. At least I got a friend who can be cold with me. <laughs> oh, dude, we should probably search the bodies. Yes. Uh, Hibonite, and then you want to rest up? Yes. Oh, I I, I want to be kicking the one who took me down. However, <laughs> like, like, this conversation, I'm just kicking him in the face. Okay, and that is the one who took you down, or that's the last one you killed, too. That's the one who took you down, so. <laughs> oh, nice. Um, I'm going to go over to, like, the, the shaman-looking one, um, mm -hmm. and I'm going to pull out a knife. I'm going to inspect his chest, because uh, it was real spooky last time. All right, you cut yeah. into his chest, and much like last time, once you get past the, the flesh and break through the chest bone, the rib cage kind of just snaps open. And inside, you see another very similar-looking book. Okay, and I'll pick it up, and I'll literally just kind of toss it to Hibonite. Seems like there's another one, Hibonite. I will. I'll have a read through, and I'm saying that as I'm kicking this um, guy in the face. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so, well, then one, once you settle down for the night, we'll we'll go into that a little bit. But um, <laughs> or I guess maybe not the night, but whenever whenever you guys rest. So, um, anything else? Uh, what kind of weapons do these guys have? Which guys? Um, any of them, really. But. Well, um, the the Soul Green Soldiers, or the guys dressed as Soul Green Soldiers, had uh, all had hand crossbows and bolts that went with them, as well as long swords. Okay. The soldiers, the demon soldiers, had the same kind of weapons as last time. Um, they have long bows, and they carry long swords as well. There's no physical difference between the two or mechanical difference. They're a little bit more innate. They're obviously of a, a more alien craft than uh, anything else. Are there any seen. more of those uh, those like strange marbled coins we found last time? Yes, yeah, there are. Uh, between all of them, you found uh, about 17 coins total. 17, okay. And among the Soul Green Soldiers, you find about 25 silver. Not about, you find 25 silver. Okay. Uh, do you want me to put right. that in the party funds, guys? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Cool. I'm going to take one of those hand crossbows. Okay. So uh, I got strange alien longsword. Um, and do any of them have daggers? No, none of them carry a dagger. Okay. I need that for a spell. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, those are the foreign coins that we found before. Yeah, yes, I, I, I found them on 17, the uh, I actually know that in my character. We've got 76 or something like that. Yeah, I have 73, and then I just found some more. So I've got like 93 of those. Uh, we, we should probably get off the road and rest up for a bit, yes? Uh, yes, I'm not doing great. Might, yeah, I, I could do a nap, and maybe some light reading. Oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, Blevin, you and I, uh, 
we should have a talk. Okay. Yeah, that um, sounds good. Thank you for whatever it is you did. I, I appreciate it. Uh, yes, uh, that's the protection of St. Eligius. Oh, praise be to him. Yes, praise be to him. Okay. Right, we should find some way to rest up a little bit. That's yep. pretty rough. Off the road. Yeah. He sounded so disingenuous then. <laughs> well, we'll see when we have a chat. So uh, if you guys want to find some shelter, just, I mean, are you looking off the road in the area here? Probably, right? Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, there's nothing about. left, right? Right. Um, what do you mean? I mean, there was, uh, we knew about the, the one burning town from before, but there wasn't supposed to be like another town up in between us in the past, right? There's a, no, Blevin will tell you, there is another town, but it's right before the the actual gates to the pass. So That's like the, a the day of, out? Yes, that's like a day out from here. I, I think in case okay, we run Okay, then we should rest else, up here. Yeah. Okay. And are we uh, going to take a short or a long rest? Yeah, I prefer uh, long. It's up to uh, you. What, what time of day is it, Alex? I think we said it's a little bit, uh, I mean, it's like around 2, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Okay. Um, I'm cool man, with a short know. rest, but... It's up to you guys. Yeah, I'm good with a short rest. Just expensive hit dice, but... Okay. Okay. Short so, rest are, are you guys looking for a place that's off the road that you're hidden yeah. from? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so somebody give me a survival check, whoever is trained in it. If you're not trained, then we won't do it, but... How about a four? <laughs> okay. So, is anybody else trained in it? I'm not. No. Hibonite, you're not? No, no, I'm not trained in that, unfortunately. Okay. So Magnar shows you guys a little bit uh, area about a mile down the road that's off the the road and um, it looks like a nice little area that you, you guys don't think you can see from. Magnar is pretty confident that it, he can't or that you can't, and that, I mean, it seems great. So and I do want to like wipe off uh, like because it's snowy, right? Yeah. Or is it just ice cold? No, it's snowing. Okay, I want to wipe off um, like footprints like backtrack our footprints so maybe with a branch or something so it doesn't look like we're leading off into the to the side okay from from the roadway okay great i will give you a plus two to your roll for that <laughs> that'll help <laughs> <laughs> okay all right so you guys make your way off to the side and as you're doing that uh, margraine you feel kind of a, a warmth in your pocket or in your pouch it's coming through the pouch, and actually, you feel it on your skin and in your head. Similar to whenever Hibonite speaks with you, you hear a voice say, Magnum, Magnum, my boy, have you got the book? All right. Um, so, all right, I'll not grab the coin yet and say, oh, no, I, I, okay, I'll just do that. All right, I'll grab the coin and say Brommel's name and then say, what book? The book that... Blevin has. No, I do not have the book yet. Well, we are tra- we are traveling with him. Well, then that should make it easy to take it from him. We're working on it. Did you find something? Yes, we did. What I need you to do before I give you that, obviously, I will need the book. We there's a town that's right in front of the gates to Kretvik's Pass. Paragon is its name. You should be within a day or two's travel of it. Is that right? Correct. Go there. And at the Blue Root, which is an establishment there, there's a woman named Anastasia Ogilvy. She is our contact. Give her the book, and then I will let you know where we believe your wife is. Very well. All right. I look forward to hearing from you soon. You too. All right. Bye. And I, I don't know how to disconnect. So. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, you shut this thing off. <laughs> I just no, put you it away, hang up first. No, no, no. Oh, no, you hang up first. <laughs> I miss you. <laughs> All right. Okay. I put I it away. Stop. I can't stop thinking about you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> For real. Bye. <laughs> Um, all right, so, oh, okay, I'm not going to say anything yet. Let's set up shop, or set up uh, camp. All right, and Blevin comes to you, uh, you know, as you guys are setting up camp and everything, Margraine, and says, so what is it you wanted to speak with me about? Why are uh, Crucians trying to kill you? Excuse me? So, all the Soul Green soldiers we've found, that, that attack, um, I'm not talking about the demons, but those Soul Green soldiers, they were trying to kill you. Not just attack us. They were trying to get you. Hmm. Tell me why. I really can't speak to that. I, I'm not sure. Can, can, can I insight check him on that? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to give you two more insight checks on him. And if they both fail, I mean, that's like six or seven at this point. You're just going to start believing him. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, I, I know I, I'm starting to believe him. It, it kills me, Alex, that Margraine believes this guy. <laughs> but, like, that that's, like blatantly like he should probably know why people are trying to kill him right like that seems that seems hinky to me <laughs> oh my god six <laughs> yep. okay. once again he seems pretty much on the level you don't oh. think he knows can i insight as well no. or is this like kind of same time yeah this is like the same time okay okay um i i believe you blevin and i i think that you know you're you're a good man you've you've helped save us but, but this this all is very very weird. You've I uh, those men were trying to kill you, and they were trying a, to kill us all. Uh, yes, but they were specifically talking about you. Uh, they were trying to they were trying to take you. They were just trying to kill us. So, hmm. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm really not sure. I see. You know, many um, do stand in the way of Theos's work and have done what they can to stop what we're trying to do in all the lands yes um can can you think of any other reason why soldiers would be specifically trying to take you no I, i'm not sure i really don't know it, it could be i mean obviously uh whenever we we came into pine watch and, and and took over there um and, and by we i mean the empire when the empire did that uh, the church became stronger and i became well known of course um and yes. so it could be, it could be men who have come from some of the other lands and have ended up in Soul Green and volunteered for missions to assassinate people. I see. Well, you you already know of my opinion of you now. I think I think you're a good man. Uh, oh, thank you. I think the same of you. Yes. Uh, I, I I can say though that many don't think the same. Um, of course not. I, when we stand up for the truth, there will be those who come out against that truth. The truth is uncomfortable. The truth makes people angry when they hear it, because it is many times the, re the mirror of reflection of their soul that they don't want to see. So when we bring that up, they will be mad. And I've come to accept that. I've been attacked before. You've been attacked before, it seems. Um, yes. It is a, a burden we must carry. Yes, it, it, it is. But, you know... It doesn't seem like the words of hatred that I hear from some people. People just distrust you. Um, I've personally been warned against trusting you. Uh, that seems to catch his attention. Yeah. Oh, really? Yes. Uh, it was 
part of the reason why I, I sought you out to, to travel with you. I wanted to get a measure of you while we were on the road. And how do I measure up? Uh, you have you have defied all expectations I had of you. Um, well, I'll take that as a good thing. Yes, yes. Um, personally, uh, when you saved uh, when you saved Hibonite in in the in the battle, uh, that was very unexpected to me. You've saved you saved him. I was expecting you to hate him. Um, you know, uh, the the no. I had been led to believe that you were a very bad man. Like I said, truth is an uncomfortable. Um, truth is an uncomfortable mirror sometimes yes yes i guess so well i once again i appreciate our talk uh, i think i should rest up with the others now oh i agree uh, i think i should as well okay awesome <sighs> so hibonite as you're going through this book um, you're looking at it there are minor differences between this book and the original one that you read um the grimoire of murat hole and it's as you're looking through this. Actually, give me a uh, give me a, is a history check. Uh, yeah, I can give you a history check. History. All right, and, and do it with advantage because you've been reading those books that you got from the library in Castle Delacroix. Okay, I'll click right now. Seven with advantage. I got a six and a seven. What? <laughs> and, and what is your bonus on on history? plus three? Oh my I want a three and a four. <laughs> Does oh, it have man. the same name as the other book? <laughs> is it is it the Grim Grimoire and Pride of Murat Hole? Or Yes, it is the Grim Grimoire and Pride of Murat Hole. The emblem on the the cover is different, the rune, but ever so slightly. And you notice that some of the pages are a little bit out of order, it seems. Um or chapters really are out of order more than just the pages themselves. They both read fine. But that's basically it. Um and you don't remember anything else from anything you read. <laughs> Uh, I guess I'll just keep studying this during the nights then. Just for me personally, Alex, because I had handled it. Was it as old looking as the other one? Just as old looking, yes. Oh, wow. Okay. Got two really old so, books. So the differences was the cover of the book cover of the book and the chapter order. Correct. All useful information, I'm sure. I'm sure these aren't cursed or anything. <laughs> um can I speak to, to Magnar? Yeah, I want to speak to you too. Okay, cool. <laughs> well, you know, if it's okay with you, Alex, I'm going to speak to Magnar. Okay, yeah. <laughs> you guys can talk to each other. That's fine. Okay. No, uh, Magnar, can I uh, can I speak to you? Of course, friend. Thank you. Uh, uh, off to the side, or yes, it's yes, here. Thank fine. You. Okay. Uh, All right. So we go over a little way out of earshot. Yeah, uh, Magnar, I I don't know what to make of Blevin. I I think he's a good man. I think we've got the wrong man. Possibly. Um, I heard from Brommel. You did? And How? Yes, through this coin. Did I not tell you about that? No. <laughs> oh, I thought I did. Um, <laughs> can, can, I, can I look at it? Of course, of course. Uh, can, can I pick and, out the red silver in it, Alex? Like, yeah, that's very clear. Okay. Huh. It's made with red silver. Yes, does that mean something? Um... Uh, and I'll kind of, you know, my new armor, you know. Uh, well, when I forged this with uh, St. Allegis, we forged red silver into it. I don't know if it means anything in particular, but, you know, we're seeing a lot of it. Yes, yes. So he, he gave this to me before we left, and he said we could contact each other through it. And he just contacted me. I see. And he said if we get the book 
to take it to the Blue Route in the town by the pass, and he will give us information on Vodhava. I see. So he knows where she is? Yes. And he... That was not our arrangement as I understood it. He was just going to give me information. Uh, not for the book. He just told me about the book. Yes. Uh, I do not like this. I, I, I don't either. Why wouldn't he just tell you? We, we could find I, her. Yes. Well, we wouldn't not... We wouldn't even have to, you know, n- nothing to do with Blevin. Oh. Indeed. I see. But... If you, if you think Blevin is trustworthy, I, I have my doubts, but we need to know what's in that book. If, if Blevin is a good man, then perhaps we should not give it to this information to Brommel. Yes, um, I, I don't know how to proceed with this. Should we talk to Blevin? Confront him about it? Perhaps we should get Hibonite's input. Yes, yes, that, that, that would be good. I'm, I'm I'm very confused about all of this, Magnar. Uh, you know, most of my all my doubts have been assuaged about Blevin. I I genuinely do believe that he's he's being truthful to us. Uh, yes, he has not done us wrong yet, other than perhaps killing that crossbowman too soon. That was still suspicious, but yes, I had my outside of that. Too, but you know, I just got a feeling from his answer that you know he wasn't lying to me. I could see the truth in his eyes. <laughs> That's been laughing. So. Yeah, uh, I, yeah, I'm cringing right now saying it, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, yes, perhaps, perhaps he, perhaps we should just confront him. Okay, yes, we could, we could talk to him tonight about it, I guess. Okay, cool. Right. So are you guys going to confront him right now? Uh, we're going to talk with him tonight, I think. Yeah. Kind of motion him over. He was struggling through this book, but okay. I'll take the distraction. (laughs) That's why my role was so bad. Hibonite, you you found anything new in that book? Is it it different? New information? The cover's different, the page structure's different, the chapters are in a different order. It it seems a lot of the same, really. Huh. Yes, it it seems just as old. I'm sure I'm missing something. I'm sure I'm missing something. Maybe. I can't read it, so I don't know. Transformation seems very cool, though. Change into something else. Uh, anyway. Could be uh, useful bits of the past, but recovering from someone's chest is a bit grim. Yes, that is very grim. Um, I I don't know what to make of that. It was just a hunch from the last one, but turned out to be a good one. Um, yes, yeah, so, so... So, Hibonite, we have... We are uncertain of how to proceed with, uh, with Blevin. And I can I just say I recount the whole coin thing to him without yeah repeating. All right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I could have sworn I said that before, but I guess I didn't. No, you told us about oh. the cape. You didn't tell about the coin. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought you were being like secretive oh, about it. Nope. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> I was like, oh, you didn't tell me about the coin, man. Okay. Yeah. No, I because we talked about it outside, so that's maybe I just confused that. So. Cool. We know now, but. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, on top of that, I'll just also say um, he contacted us right after this fight. Perhaps it also keeps track of us. Hibonite, would you know how about this? Um, what, the, the coin? Yes. Uh, I can have a look. I, I can't say I've used it. It sounds similar to my, my um, spell that talks in your head, but that's normally like more local. 
Kind of look at your coin. I would appreciate it. Can I do an Arcana check for it, Alex? Yeah, yeah. I'm so, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, Twenty. Um, so Sorry. basically, this coin is imbued with uh, some kind of variation on the message spell. Okay. I'll, I'll relay that to him. It seems to work the same, but it seems to be different to my normal spell. The um, I, I guess you could one thing you, you've noticed the with, with that high of a roll, you'll you'll notice that the magic used to I guess create the spell on the coin feels very similar to that very powerful magic you felt. When Nyx cast the tr- Zone of Truth on all of you, um, when you were in Castellacro. Oh. Okay. Okay. So, like a radiant sort of magic. Well, it's extremely powerful. It's uh-huh. it's like it's turned up to eleven. Maybe have a nice girlfriend enchanted it for him, huh? Yeah, I didn't talk to her before we left the castle, so I'm hoping she's not you know vengeful. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the adventure. Well, she was life. in one of her other offices, so I think you're fine. <laughs> She, yeah, she forgot offices. about you already. Yeah. <laughs> um. Um. But as okay. Uh, so as far as Blevin, uh, well, I do I'm, not I'm want to. You, I'm kind of glad you guys talked me out of killing him when we first started because he seems like a good guy. You know, he saved my life. Yes. Well, a couple times, if I remember right. Yeah, a few times. So I'm, I'm willing to trust him. To be honest, I'm not sure what you heard. I only heard a little bit from you guys, but yeah. Yes. He seems he seems trustworthy to me. I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt at the very least. Yes, I I as well. But we we still need to to figure out why why uh, Bromwell needs that book so much. Should we just talk to him, confront him about it? I uh, I think so. We could just ask him. I could ask him about his book. I, you know, I can I can be persuasive. Yes, yes, you can. <laughs> okay, I'll turn around and go over to Blevin. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Um, would uh, I have already got we'll my go. short rest in, Alex? Um, no, no. The only okay. one who's gotten their short rest in is, is Hibonite at this point. Okay, <laughs> it's, it's a good thing I don't really benefit anything from these short rests, apart from oh. a few hit points. Oh, Mark, you trust him, but I don't. Blevin's gonna kill me or us. So I, I, I'm gonna go over to Blevin, and what, what's Blevin doing? Uh, Blevin is sitting there. He's got his. Um, cloak over his head trying to protect himself from this kind of sleet rain snow mixture and uh, you hear him just uh, it sounds like he's doing a little prayer or chant to uh, Theos Blevin yes how are you my um, friend do you have a minute or are you going to sleep um well I was planning on sleeping here in a second but uh, no no yeah, yeah. Well, I, I just wanted to thank you for saving me a few times and I want to say sorry for the dinner where I was a bit affront to you. Not a problem at all. Margraine's explained to me that um, yeah, some... well, a, a small a child in the town we went to was quite adamant you were fire and brimstone against other peoples and magic users. But yeah, you seem on the level. Well, I, I try to be. I want to be as open as possible and uh, as helpful as I can to as many people. Um, you, and and you, seem... you... I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, no, you, sir. You, sir. you first, sir. So, how did you learn magic? Um, it, it's just been a family trait, really. I mean, a lot of people from where I am use magic a lot. It's kind of just a village thing. Interesting. And um, your can book, we short rest while they're talking? Yeah, you guys can short rest <laughs> while they're talking. Okay. Yeah. Your book, your yeah. book, you're very protect. Is that your prayer, but your religious book? Um. Well, no, actually, this is just a, a book of notes I have. Um. You just seem really protective, and I would like to learn more about your, your guys' gods, so if I could borrow it. 
Do you have a religious book I could borrow? Well, um, I I do. Um, I would ask that I, I get this back, but of, of course you can you can read oh, of this. Course, of uh, course you'll get it back. Sure, and he pulls out a different book from his sack and hands it to you, and it's clear that it's um, it's the telling of Theos by St. Morin. Did say you wanted it back. I know. It doesn't mean I'm not going to hold it on for a while. He never said when he wanted it back. <laughs> <laughs> I never lied when I said I was giving it back to him. I just didn't tell him when. <laughs> your, your other book does it have does it have like good notes on the world sort of thing? I'd love to read about your travels if that's what you store in there. Um, well, you, you, maybe I'll publish it someday. But uh, this is it is just notes and observations I, I've had. Um, here, here's one about you, and he reads to you. Um, uh, top hat, red skin, golden eyes, funny personality. So just as you see, little notes that I make that jog my memory. I, I meet so many people that. Um, can, he's a, can I hear what you, Can I hear what you wrote about the others? Well, to be quite quite fair, the others weren't. Um, they didn't stand out as much as you at dinner, so I didn't make any notes on them. Really, a six foot giant in an awkwardly shaped suit and a small man in male didn't stand out at a fancy dinner party. I'm surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it was a little bit awkward, but as I told, I believe, Margraine, um, when I was out west, I, I did see a giant with two heads that were on one body, and the, the heads were arguing with each other. So I've seen many strange things on my quest. It's um, a rare personality such as yours stands out, but um, just the odd, normal, weird thing, if you will, is not so weird to me anymore. Good, good to hear I stand out. Um, whereabouts did you see that giant? I'd love to go see that sort of thing myself. It'll be oh, great tales. Yes. Um, well, if you head out uh, west, it, it's near Glaxon's Grove, um, which is probably about a three-day journey northwest from Tuck's End. Um, which, are you familiar with Tuck's End? That's the last settlement in, in Thalmar. It's the furthest west. Um, but if you go out to uh, Glaxon's Grove, that's, that's where I encountered them. I, I was meeting with some druids out there, and um, this giant came in and and tried to mess some things up, but uh, we were able to take care of them. Oh, I have to head my make, hope my travels take me there one day. Yes, indeed, it, it's it's an experience. Let me say that. Yeah, I'll, I'll leave you to your sleep, then, my friend. All right, sounds good. And I'll make sure to return you this to you at some point. Um, yeah, if you we can. Obviously, I'll need it uh, when we part ways. If you are coming, if you have your papers in order and everything, and are coming through the pass with me, of course, hang on to it until we part our ways. But I will need it um, if you're going to stick around. I wasn't ever really uh, clear I, on that. I believe Margarine has our papers <laughs> sorted. All right, give me a deception. Well, I do believe that. Can you persuasion? No, because you don't believe that because you know you don't have papers. You're lying. <laughs> Six. <laughs> <laughs> and um, in much the same way he did to Margarine, he kind of narrows his eyes and nods his head and says, hmm, okay, great, great, good to hear. I, I have my ways otherwise. Uh, I'm going to get some sleep and have a look through this. All right. Um, you guys are resting up, sitting there, and, um, you know, hidden very well, and coming through the brush and the bramble, uh, it's a noise you guys missed at first because of the sound of the rain, you see a very large minotaur standing at the edge of your little camp. He's got a great axe <laughs> in his hand, dressed in leathers, and he looks Hello, down at friend. you. Hello. And we'll call it there. Thanks for listening to episode 14 of Beholder's Eye Book Club. If you're interested in some behind-the-scenes goings-on, you'll notice I experimented a little bit with this episode. 
I said you can do X skill if you're trained in it, uh, which is something I hadn't tried before, but I uh, thought about it and figured we'd play with it. But after discussing it with some of the crew, specifically Ben, uh, I came to realize that uh, one of the reasons there are just so few skills in 5e as opposed to some of the previous editions is that everyone's kind of got the basic trainings in it. That's why everyone can, can do everything. Skills are basically just a subset of ability scores, so it doesn't make a lot of sense for it to be just somebody who's proficient in it. And I agree with that, and I think that's the correct way to do it. And also, it just makes it a little bit more fun since skills aren't the same kind of thing that they used to be in previous editions. So, just an example of, of what you can do. I uh, And I, I recommend that, uh, you know, if the... GM in your game is including anything that may be a little more of a house rule sort of thing, like I tried, and it's not working for you, go ahead and, and you know reach out to them. Let them know, hey, this isn't something that I'm enjoying, and, and talk with them about it, and uh, you know, uh, you should have a, a good outcome from that kind of thing. Be sure to check us out on Twitter at I underscore Beholders, and our website BeholdersIcast.com. There you can see character portraits and listen to Mark Rain's journal. Please subscribe and review us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or whatever podcast app you use. It really helps us out. We appreciate all the support we can get, so thank you very much. Music provided by Incompetech, Stormfront, Curse of the Scarab, and Our Journey Begins by Kevin McLeod. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 License. CreativeCommons.org. Sound effects by Zapsplat.com. All editing for this episode is done by Sam Kinnery. Thanks, and may the odds be ever in your favor. We'll see you next week. <laughs>